friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. It's so good to have you with me today. My name is Chris, Chris Rogers, and I am your host. I hope you're having a good week. Hope you are enjoying the weather changing from winter uh, to summer, unless you're listening to this in winter, months after it's been put out, and it might actually be winter, I don't know. Anyways, massive warm welcome to you. Really pleased that you are giving me some of your time today. We've been exploring these last few weeks. What if we knew what God knows about us? I wrote this book a few years ago called What If We Knew What God Knows About Us? And the book was based on a set of teachings and talks that I'd given previously uh, at All Hallows, the church that I lead. And I'd recently uh, gone back to these talks and was like, oh, it's really interesting. They would make a great podcast episode. So I'm walking through uh, the teachings that I gave years ago on what if we knew what God knows about us. And today uh, we're going to be talking about what God knows about us is that we are gifted and talented. Uh, Sometimes we make decisions in our lives out of what we think we know about ourselves rather than out of what God knows about ourselves. Heaven has a perspective on your life that is radically different to the perspective that you live in. Think about when you're in a plane. When you're in a plane, uh, you're looking down onto uh, the ground. You have a different perspective uh, on the, the neighbourhood that you're flying over. Uh, I live in London and whenever we're coming back from somewhere in Europe, uh, we always seem to kind of fly over East London to get to Heathrow Airport and you get to look down over the city of London and you fly over East London you can see Canary Wharf, which is just south of where I live. You can see the Olympic site. You can see Big Ben and you have a very different perspective on a city that you live in. It just looks different. It looks so different looks so peaceful and so calm except when you're in it the perspective when you're looking up at these things like looking up at the buildings you get a very different perspective so what we're doing in this series is changing our perspective from that of which we might have on our lives to the perspective that God has on our lives and obviously God doesn't have a perspective where he's just looking down on us God is not up there looking down God is with us, his presence is with us, he's inside us, he's around us, he's above us, he's below us. You know, the Lord is all around us. But it's this idea of heaven's perspective on your life being different to your perspective. And that's what we're exploring. So today we're going to be looking at what God knows about us. We are gifted and talented. Well, before we jump in, just to say, friends, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, I'd love you to subscribe. Uh, I'd love it if you'd be willing to go to Apple iTunes and leave a podcast review. Uh, If you leave a podcast review on there, it does help the podcast uh, get found by people that have not found it yet. I really believe that I you know, want to put together a podcast that really helps impact people's lives in their discipleship and their disciple making, how we see ourselves and how we act in the world. And I'd long love to see you know, you know, more Christians and non-Christians jumping on board, enjoying this content, but hopefully having it impact their lives like some of you are telling me it's impacting your life. So please do give us a review on iTunes. Anyway, here we go. Going to jump in to today's episode. What if we knew what God knows about us? Gifted and talented. Let's start with 
the Bible. Romans 12, 6 says this. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. I want to talk about gifting today in terms of two different areas. There's natural gifting and there's supernatural gifting. Uh, we can behave as if that certain gifts are more important or more exceptional than other gifts. But friends, gifts are gifts and they're all from Jesus. Prophesying, accounting, healing, cleaning, administration, teaching, they're all gifts that come from God. If you're good at entertaining uh, and educating children, it's a spiritual gift. If you're somebody with the gift of administration, it's a spiritual gift. These are not just natural giftings, they're spiritual gifts. If you can talk with people and befriend people these are spiritual and natural gifts they're kind of all one and the same but we like to separate them out and say well there's natural gifting and that's not quite as important as spiritual gifting friends gifts are gifts and they all come from God and I love it in the passage if it's giving give generously if it's, if it's to lead do it diligently if it's to show mercy mercy do it cheerfully Friends, I, I would, I, I, you know, you don't want to add to scripture, but I would say whatever your gift is, do it cheerfully. Um, I have a lady who works at my church. She says, all, you know, all I'm good at is cleaning. I'm like, no, hey, that is not true. That's not all that you're good at. But actually, it's not just cleaning. Uh, it's a gift to the church when you come and you clean the church. This is this is something that makes our worship and mission easier. Um, so the gifts are gifts and they all come from Jesus. So God has a track record, friends, of doing great th things with less than great people. Uh, what God is looking for is not the gifted and talented what God is looking for are people who are willing to be used. And that's really important before I go anywhere else, before I start to convince you of the giftings that God has put in you. Friends, willingness to be used is far more important than your gifts. Willing to use what God has given you is far more important than the actual gift that you have. Gifts are gifts and they're beautiful and we should use them. But what's really important here is, friends, there are a lot of people out there that are very gifted but are very unwilling to use them for Jesus. I'll use them for anything else other than themselves. Friends, what God is looking for are people who are willing to be used. So I want to remind you the story of the feeding of the 5,000. It's not really the disciples that resolve the issue. Uh, it's in some ways not even Jesus that, that resolves the issue of the feeding of the 5,000. It's a little boy who brings to Jesus uh, the small things. It wasn't important how many loaves of fish or how many loaves of bread that the boy had. Ultimately, whatever the boy had, it wasn't going to be enough. He was never going to have enough to feed 5,000 people. Uh, so it doesn't matter if the boy had 20 loaves and 30 fish. It was still not enough. The point of the story is the boy didn't have enough. 
but the boy was willing for what he did have to be used. And as you read through the story, you see this boy who offers these small gifts of bread and fish and God gets involved with his willingness and God makes it enough. So you might look at yourself and say, I just don't really have a great deal to offer. My, my giftings aren't really that useful in the church. Um, friends, if you, if you are always framing what you have as not enough, uh, then it will never, you're, you're just not going to use it for Jesus. If you frame it in terms of I don't have enough, but with what I have, God could make it enough. And it could become something that God could use quite powerfully. Uh, that it will totally change how you approach the gifts that God has given you. So I want to talk about the gifted and talented. Um, after I left school, uh, the government created a whole scheme called the gifted and talented. And they would take the more gifted children and put them in top sets and that kind of thing. You were to invest into the gifted and talented. You were not to allow those kids to kind of sink. Um, and I have a friend who was in one of the gifted and talented pools. Uh, and uh, he, he, said, he said it was absolutely crippling. Because suddenly, once he was put in this gifted and talented pool, all he then did was uh, made comparison to others the gifting that he had and suddenly in this group of the gifted and talented he realized that his confidence was was dipping because he was comparing his gifts with somebody else friends we're all gifted and talented we're all gifted and talented with different gifts my son is really creative and really struggled through school really hated 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 school we spent years convincing him. He's got dyslexia like me. And I you know, always say to me, Isaac, dyslexia, it really isn't going to be an issue in your life uh, if you see it as your superpower. You have a different and unique way of seeing the world because of your dyslexia. You engage with the world differently. And actually, it's a superpower, uh, not something that's going to cause you problems if you approach it in, a, in terms of being a superpower. Um school for him was just something that he, he, ha he absolutely hated and we've had to convince him that actually the gifts and the talents that he has are gifts and talents that the school system just do not know how to grade or how to give reference to if it's n if it's not academic and you can't do uh, you know do a test uh, then actually your gift and talent is, is going to go unmissed uh, friends, some of the most important gifts and talents in the world cannot be assessed in a school. Uh, the ability to be a problem solver and the ability to be somebody who's kind and compassionate, these aren't things that are easy to assess in school. So I want to talk to you about the things that will destroy how you see yourself and the gifts and the talents that God has given you. As Romans said, we have been given gifts according to the grace given to each of us. God has given us each different gifts and these different gifts are unique to us. But there are things that are going to stop you from um, walking in really all of what God has created for you. There's going to be things that block you and stop you from walking in all that God has given you. So that's what I want to just talk about. I've got two things I want to discuss. 
two things that I think will block you and stop you from thinking you are gifted and talented. Number one, wrong comparison. If we think I could never do that because you're looking at somebody else who is perceived to be uh, more gifted than you, that comparison uh, will leave you feeling like you've got nothing to offer. I remember being little looking at paintings, fine art paintings. I was at an art museum in Leeds and I was looking at these master artists and as I looked at these master painters, I felt to myself, I, I, there was absolutely no way I could do that. I'm, I'm obviously not creative. I'm, I've obviously not got what it takes to produce that. So I, I'm obviously not that creative. Friends, it took me a long time to realize I am massively creative. It's just that my kind of creativity didn't look like the creativity of somebody else. So I looked at these master artists and I compared myself and thought, gosh, I don't, I don't have creativity. I, I now realize that I'm really creative. I love making stuff. I love creating stuff. I love coming up with new ideas. I love being imaginative and, and pushing things further. But if I'd allowed myself to compare myself to the master artists, then I'd have left myself feeling like I had nothing to offer. But what I had to do was realize that actually there is something in me that is unique to me and that my gifting looks very different to their gifting. And that if I was only to walk in what I'm good at, I could actually be something and, and do something. I ended up going to art college before I trained to be um, a church leader. I loved art college. I loved making films, short films. I love photography. I love painting. I love uh, graffiti art. Uh, I, I, I love making stuff with my hands. And I do a lot of that stuff today. I love playing with wood and woodworking. I love 3D printing. I love painting. Uh, I love... Um, creating things on my iPad and drawing with a pencil. Um, but if I'd have kept comparing myself to those old master artists, I'd have thought I had nothing to offer. Friends, sometimes we compare ourselves with someone else who's utterly genius, and then we think that we can't do anything at all. You know, if you were to compare yourself with the brightest scientists in the universe, you might think, well, I'm not a scientist at all. You might not be Stephen Hawking's, but that does not mean that you are an amazing scientist. Uh, you might compare yourself to, is it Mary Berry, the baker? I think that's what she's called. Um, Great British Bake Off. You might compare yourself to her and say, oh, look, I, I can't do what she does, therefore I'm not a baker. So we write ourselves completely off rather than seeing ourselves as, well, I'm gifted. I might not be gifted in the same way they are, but I am still gifting gifted. Too often our self-confidence is built upon comparison against others. I'm not as talented or gifted as them, therefore that depletes the value I place on my gifting. Friends, I'm a creative, I'm an artist, I love making stuff, I'm, I'm me. My creativity does not look like anybody else's creativity because um, it's unique to me. And once I realized that my creativity was my creativity and I could do what I wanted with my creativity, I realized actually I am gifted in that area. So wrong comparison will cripple you. Comparing yourself to somebody who's a master in that particular field. Uh, so, you know, if you're a mum or dad and you've got a parent in the neighborhood that you just think is an absolute phenomenal parent, you may write yourself off. I'm just a very bad parent. You 
because you compare yourself against somebody else who's a master at it. And it may well be that you are not a bad parent. You're just not the same as them. You are different and unique to you. So I hope that makes sense. Wrong comparison. The second thing that will stop us from walking in our gifts and our talents is fear or failure or the fear of failure. Um, we have this ingrained fear of failing. So we then don't try things. I don't know where this has come from. The number of young people I meet who just dare do something that they've never done before because there's a fear if they fail, it means that they failed at it and they can't cope with the idea of being a failure. I think failure actually is the greatest gift that God has given us. When we fail at something, it's not a lose, it's a win because now I've worked out how, what doesn't work. I, I, I love it when we try something new at our church and it doesn't go well not because I enjoy things not going well, but then now I've learned something. Now I know what doesn't work and we can make it even better. We can play with it and see if it could be done in a way that does work. I don't think failure is a lose. I think it's a win uh, because it gives you something to learn. I'm now better off because I've tried something that didn't work. Romans 12, 6 is this. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us which means you've got to work out what are the gifts that you have been given the only way of working out what your gifts are is to try them and work out that's not a gift for me uh, I, I, I'm not very good at that uh, and 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 therefore trying and exploring and playing becomes a key part of working out who we are so if we are fearful to try something we may actually stop ourselves from actually doing the very thing that we are really gifted at because you've not tried it yet because you're fearing that it might not work therefore you write yourself off so fear of failure that can be really deeply ingrained with us could be stopping us from actually walking in a gifting or a competency or a talent that god has given us friends the passage romans 12 6 tells us this we're all we are all gifted we are all gifted the gifts that god is giving us is for the church it's for the people uh, if you are a human being and you breathe then you are gifted because we're all gifted according to Ro romans 12 we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us each of us we all are gifted we are all gifted. The second thing the passage tells us is this. Our gifts are varied and they're not the same. We are not all identical, which means our gifts are varied and different depending on who we are. Uh, I love playing the guitar. I'm not very good at it. I can kind of play. And my worship pastor at church, he's phenomenal on the guitar. Just because he's phenomenal on the guitar doesn't mean that that should stop my enjoyment of something i'm not as good as him but i can still enjoy playing my guitar our gifts are varied and they're not all the same which means we may have a gift that's like somebody else's we might not be as good at it than they are but it doesn't mean it's not a gift at the same time you will have gifts that others don't have uh, you will have gifts there's a guy that i was talking to at my church 
was telling me how he, he, he says he's got absolutely no gifting. He says, I've got, I, I, I've got nothing to offer. I've got absolutely no gifting. And that's what he keeps saying, I've got no gifting. So I said to him one week, I'm just, do you mind you going on the door? There's nobody to welcome this morning. Would you mind just standing on the door? This guy's smile is incredible. As people approach church and the way that he smiles at them, the way that he welcomes them, his smile is a gift. And that spirit of hospitality and welcome that's seen on his face, friends, it's a gift. Our gifts are varied. They're not the same. So get off this idea of comparison, but get on this idea that you have gifts to be explored, to be worked out, that we all have some gifting. The third thing I want to say from the passage is this. It's about willingness and not about success. It's about willingness and not about success. Being willing to use the gifts that you have are what this is all about. It's not about the success story. I I love it when somebody tells me a story that they've tried and it's not gone well, that it's not worked out the way that they thought it might work out. I love it because it's the willingness to try something that for me really reveals this person is living. This person is really striving to use what God has given them. Remember, friends, you are valued not by your gift, but the value that you have comes from the fact that you are a part of the family of God, your God identity. We talked a number of weeks ago on I think it was the second week on what if we knew what God knows about us. We talked about the fact that we are now adopted sons and daughters. That's where your value comes from. Your value comes from you being you. Fearfully and wonderfully and beautifully made. Uh, in the image of God. With, with, with fingerprints of God all over you. That's what gives you value. Not, not by the quality of your gifting or the quality of your competences. Your value comes from who you are. But being who you are means you have something unique about yourself. So it's not about the most talented, but it is about the most willing. And it's, this is my observation, friends. There are some amazingly talented people in the world. But when they use their talent for themselves, they are unwilling to use it for God. The impact of that is that God can't use them or doesn't seem to use them. Some of the most amazing people I know in the world that God has used really powerfully are people that are not top in the field of academia or top in the field of a particular gift or talent. Um, but they are people who are willing to be used by God. It's their humility and their gentleness and their compassion mixed with their talent, mixed with God and his presence in the Holy Spirit, that somehow God has been able to do something amazing through them. Uh, I'm not somebody who is the most academic. I am not somebody who is the most gifted and talented with, with creativity. Um, but I, I'm, I, I'm, and I'm 100% dyslexic, and I, ha I really do have imposter syndrome. I, I, at some point, you guys are going to really realise I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I have imposter syndrome and with all of that I, I could just say well I've got nothing to offer but because I'm willing to be used by God and 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 my brokenness as well as the stuff that I'm better at God kind of uses me 
and 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 I know uses people like you. Uh, I'm surrounded by amazing people who their gifts and talents aren't the A game. Um, you know, I'm somebody who basically got B's and C's at school. Um, but God uses the willing, not necessarily the most talented. And that's not saying God can't use the most talented if they're humble. But it seems to me I, I'm surrounded by people that I see every day that are not the, 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 the most gifted and talented, but they are the most willing. And God uses the little that they have so powerfully. Friends, my dad had a toolbox. It was my dad's toolbox, and he had just about the best tools in that toolbox. And I was allowed to use the tools in my dad's toolbox. The tools were available to me. Friends, you and I have a heavenly father that has a toolbox. A toolbox that has the gift of prophecy in there the gift of serving, the gift of uh, teaching, the gift of encouragement, the gift of generosity, uh, diligence, leadership, administration, youth work, counseling, cleaning. God's got these gifts in his toolbox. The question is, are we willing to use his gifts and his tools? God has the power and God has the gift bank. Are you willing to join him by using his gifts and his tools? Are you willing? The last thing I want to draw upon is this. There's a number of parables that Jesus tells. And they're often described as the parable of the talents. Uh, talents were, were coins. And he takes three servants and gives each of them a different amount. And they're told to do something with this money in his absence. Uh, and two of them invest or use it uh, by investment or trading. And one of them literally just buries the coins because he's scared. Buries them in the ground. And then the master comes back and says, what have you done with what I left you? And two of them invested and one of them has just buried it. Done absolutely nothing. Now, talents which is the coin, does sound like talents. Uh, but that, pa that parable is about coins being buried, gifts. What's interesting in the story is the person that buried the coins did so out of fear. So some people used the talents, the coins. Some simply buried the coins. Which are you? Are you somebody that is using what God is blessing you with? Or are you somebody who is burying and not using what God has blessed you with? Some of us, we've buried the talents and the gifts and the blessing that God has given us because some point in the past we were rejected. And this rejection is stopping you from walking in all that God has given you. The rejection of the past is now defining your future and it's stopping you from using what God has given you. Friends, if that is you, you need to break off this rejection. Some of us, it's self-rejection because of something that's been said to us in the past, we reject ourselves. I can't do that. I'm unable to do that. And to break off the self-rejection and to restore what has been given to you. Some of us are working out and walking out of this place of rejection 
and that is stopping you from walking in all that God has given you. Maybe in the past somebody said to you, I'm picking two people for a part in a play. I'm not picking you, I'm picking them. Could be in the sports lineup, you were the last kid to be picked and you felt rejected. Um, it might be that you entered a poetry competition and your poem was rejected or wasn't chosen as the best and that's l placed upon you this sense of rejection. You need to break it off to walk in all that God has given you. Uh, secondly, talents sometimes have been buried because something has happened in the past. It might be that somebody said something to you that left you going, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what they think of me. I'm not sure what they think of what I've just done. Uh, I know the number of children who paint a picture and then the person says, what's it meant to be? And that what is it meant to be moment tells the child what you've painted is pretty crap. It's not really good. It's not what's meant by the statement, but it's what's read by the statement. And because of this statement, that thing that happened, it stopped them walking in the creativity that, that, that's in there. You know, what is it meant to be? Makes them think, well, what is it? And therefore, I'm obviously not good at this. I'll never do it again. Um, but there are different ways, aren't there, where rejection and something that's happened to us can stop us from walking in confidence of what God has given us. Therefore, we bury a gift or bury a talent. Um, I know in the past I've tried to perform with my guitar and, and sing and just really struggled to pitch the, the opening note. Like first chorus was slightly out of tune because I couldn't pitch the note. Uh, and therefore that's defined me, or oh, I best not perform again because I can't guarantee it always comes out the way it does when I rehearse. Therefore, I won't do that. I will not perform in an open mic night ever again because I might just not get that note again. So there are things that happen to us that may stop us from using the gifts and talents that God has given us. So it could be because of fear. It could have been through failure. It could have been through wrong uh, comparison. It might have been through a sense of rejection. It might have been simply by something that's gone wrong in the past or something that's happened or been said to us. But either way, you no longer believe that you are gifted and that you are talented. And I'm here to say to you today, friends, heaven's perspective on your life is this. You are gifted, you are talented, and if you have got breath in your lung, if nothing else, the gift that you have given, you, that you've been given and bestowed upon you is, is life itself. You are blessed with the gift of life, nothing else. You've got breath in your lungs, you're alive, therefore you are gifted, you've been gifted life. Friends, some of us uh, allow ourselves to not walk in all that God has for us because of fear, failure, comparison, rejection, something that's happened. We have to break it off and allow God to be at work in us. I want to pray for us that we might be able to break off any rejection that's stopping us from walking in the gifting and the talents and the skills and the strengths that God has placed in us. So Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are gifted and talented because you have placed in us gifts and talents and skills. Lord, we thank you for the gift of life that all of us have. Help us all to shake off, break off, and chisel off the things that have put rejections in our lives that are stopping us from walking in everything that we could be. Free us up, we pray, and fill us with new gifts and talents, new gifts, natural gifts and supernatural gifts, so that we might be able to partner with you. We pray that in the powerful name of Jesus.
And all the saints said, Amen. Friends, I pray and hope that you found that helpful and liberating uh, today. We continue this series next week as we continue to look at what if we knew what God knows about us. Friends, until next time, grace and peace. Have a great week. See you soon.